We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. On today's show, we're focusing on the Premier Senior and Senior A football championships as the group stages reach their conclusion. There's a full round of fixtures this weekend with a number of big name West Cork clubs in desperate need of a victory. And coming up in a few moments, we'll hear from Carby Rangers stalwart, John Hayes as they prepare to face Castlehaven in a must-win game in Lep at 2pm on Sunday. We're also going to chat to John about his time as a Cork selector alongside Rona McCarthy and his thoughts on the proposals being put to GAA Special Congress in the coming weeks. But Kieran, before we chat to John, can you maybe give us the lay of the land in the Premier Senior Football Championship and the Senior A Football Championship as we begin to edge towards the business end of the competition. The Premier Senior Football Championship fixtures all take place at 2pm on Sunday and they are as follows. Island Rovers take on Ballincollig in Ballinacarraga. Town meet Era Og in Kilmurray and Clon take on the Bars in Coachford. Things are getting interesting, Jack. Like you said, we're at the business end of the group stages of the, of the football championship. So looking closely at the Premier Senior for a moment and just honing in on Group B because you're going to hear quite shortly from Kerby Rangers, John Hayes on what the Ross Kerby men need to do. So four teams in that group, as is Castlehaven, topped the group on four points and they're already through to the knockout stages. Both Aero Oak and Newcestown, who meet this weekend, have two points each. So the winner of that game will join the Castlehaven in the knockout stages while Carby Rangers are bottom of the group with no points after two games. So for Carby Rangers, they're facing potentially um, a relegation game if they lose to Castlehaven on Sunday. But Carby Rangers, even though they've no points and they've lost quarter games so far, they still have their destiny in their own hands and they're still in control of it to a certain extent. Because if Ross can go out and beat Castlehaven on Sunday, that should take the most of the relegation picture. Of course, it depends on results in the other two groups. But you would think that a, a, a Carby Rangers win, or even a draw, I think, would make them safe. But even if Carby Rangers lose 
the Castlehaven on Sunday, it doesn't mean that they're in the relegation playoff because the relegation final is a straight playoff between the two lowest ranked teams amongst the three bottom place teams in the three different groups. As it currently stands, Carrigaline are bottom of Group A, having lost both their games, and they have a scoring difference of minus 33. And Carrigaline play Valleys this weekend, and you would think that Valleys will win that one. So you're probably looking that Carrigaline will be one of the teams in the in the relegation um, playoff. So that means that three teams are competing to avoid taking on Carrigaline, and they are Carberry Rangers in Group B, who have no points and a scoring difference of minus seven. While in Group C, Island Rovers and Ballincollig have lost both their games, so they both have zero points. But Island Rovers' score difference is minus 11, while Ballincollig is minus two. And Ireland and Ballincollig play each other this weekend. So whoever wins that game will be safe. If there's a draw there, it will take, um, the, could take both teams out of the two, depending on what happens in the in Caribbean Rangers and Castlehaven. So there's a lot to play for. In, in the weekend ahead in terms of the, the, rele- the relegation picture. So that's a quick look at the relegation landscape. Um, looking at who's going to advance in the different groups. In Group C on Sunday, Clannacilty take on the bars. Like I said earlier, both teams are already assured of their place in the knockout stage. But there is the there is the carrot, the golden carrot of the winner of this game, if there is a winner, could possibly take that one automatic semi-final spot. Again, depending on results, in other groups. So as is Clannacilty and St Finbars in Group C, Castlehaven in Group B and Douglas in Group A, they all have a 100% record after the opening two rounds. Um, one of those four will take the automatic semi-final spot. So all those teams will go to look, look at win their games and win them well because it could come down to scoring difference. So this weekend every score counts, every point counts, whether you're you're going to get that automatic um, semi-final spot or you're, you're battling to avoid relegation. So there's an awful lot to play for in the Premier Senior Football Championship this weekend. And that's that's the beauty of this group stage championship, that we're here, the final round of games, and there's a lot on the line for all the competing clubs. So looking forward to Jack. Lovely stuff, Kieran, And um, obviously plenty of West Cork interest in the Senior A Championship too. Yeah, 100%, especially Group A of the Senior A Football Championship. Um, as it stands at the moment, Bendon top Group A, they have three points after two games. Ballangiri and Donnies have two points apiece, but O'Donovan Rossa have one point. What that means is all four teams are still in with a chance of qualifying for the knockout stages because there's there's three groups in the Senior A Football Championship and the, the top two <coughs> excuse me, from each group advances. So this weekend we have... Some huge, huge games. They're four o'clock on Sunday. We have O'Donovan Rasa against Ballingiri and Agaville. And at the same time, in his scheme, it's Bendon against Donnie's. So, like I said, any two of those four teams can still qualify for the knockout stages. For O'Donovan Rasa at the other end of the table, there's still the, the, I suppose, the danger of getting dragged into a, a relegation fight because it depends on how results pan out in the other two groups. Because the relegation final in the Senior A Football Championship is like the Premier Senior Football Championship. It's a straight playoff between the two lowest-ranked teams in terms of points, won and scoring difference amongst the three bottom-place teams from the group. So, O'Donovan Rossa, while they can still qualify for knockout stages, they also need a result just to take them out of the relegation equation. And 
looking at it, another West Cork team for a second in the senior football championship. Um, that's Bantry Blues. They've no, they're bottom of Group C after the first two rounds. They've lost both their games, so they can't qualify for the knockout stage, but they could get pulled in to that relegation playoff final like they were last year when they kind of didn't sit next to the, to the um, Premier Intermediate grade. So Bantry will also be looking for a for a positive result when they take on Mallow and Kilimatra on Sunday. But this is a Mallow team that tops the group and it's already true to the knockout stages. So it's a, it's a big ask for, for Bantry Blues. So as you can see from that, Jack, there's a lot at stake for the West Cork teams in the Senior Air Football Championship on Sunday. Absolutely, Kieran. And as you mentioned at the top of the show, one of the big box office games of the weekend is Carberry Rangers and Castlehaven. So let's hear from Carberry Rangers stalwart John Hayes now. Joined now on the Star Sport podcast by Carberry Rangers, John Hayes, to look ahead to a huge game for Ross this Sunday in the Premier Senior Football Championship. Um, first off, thanks for coming on the podcast, John. Welcome, Kieran. Thanks for having me on. Like I was saying, John, huge game for Carberry Rangers this Sunday, Nick, taking on Castlehaven in your final group game in the Premier Senior Football Championship. And the reality is for Ross right now, you need a result in this game to avoid the possibility of being dragged into a relegation scrap, which you, which you don't want to be involved in at all. So um, you've no points after your two games to date. So how do you prepare for a game like this against Castlehaven, knowing that you need a result? Um, look, I, I think it's probably a, a straightforward enough game to prepare for because it's um, it's a winner bust game again, as far as we're concerned. Because... Um, you know, look, there's a possibility we can lose the game and still and not be in a relegation final. But, you know, we don't want that scenario to happen. Um, the only way we can be sure of it is to go and get a result against Castlehaven. Um, so, look, it hasn't been difficult, I think. Look, to be fair, it's been... The last couple of years have been um, a little bit more difficult for, for us. And it's a, a team in a little bit of a transition. But, you know... There's a, a few positives starting to bring up, spring up within the group as well, you know, um, like the performance against Newcastle with 14 men for for most of the game, um, was fairly decent. It was a good championship. It was a hard championship battle, and a lot of the younger guys and the newer guys, you know, stood up to it. Um, we didn't. We could have got the result. We didn't get the results. So now we're in a another do or die game uh, against uh, Castlehaven, like so. I, I don't think it's been difficult to prepare. Um, we know how big it is, and it's we're just looking at it as um, as one game, one huge game, and we need to go up and get a result. Like you said there, like um, the ideal scenario on Sunday is Ross beat Castlehaven, and then you're not involved in a possible relegation fight. But just to explain to listeners how it actually works. So there's three groups in the Premier Senior Football Championship, and the relegation game is a playoff between the two lowest ranked teams. Um, amongst the bottom three place teams at the moment. And if we're looking through right now, Carrigaline and Group A look the most likely to be there. Like their score difference is, is pretty poor at the moment. And then in another group, then you've both Ballancolic and Island Rovers, both no points after their first two games. So they're playing as well this weekend. So the loser of that, if there is a loser, could find themselves in the game. So there is a scenario, like you said, John, where Ross don't win or lose to Castlehaven, but you still don't, you know, it's just not involved in a relegation fight. But you don't want to let it go down to look like that. You want to, you're still in charge and control of your destiny. You know what you need to do on Sunday. So that's a good place to be still. Yeah, and that's the only way we can look at it. A win takes all the, the what-ifs out of the equation. 
and um, yeah, we we've no control over what happens elsewhere. Um, Carrigaline could win their game. The uh, Bellancolic and Ireland could end up in a draw, and all of a sudden you're the worst ranked team. So um, it's out of our control what happens elsewhere. We're only looking at Castlehaven uh, in, in Lep on Sunday. You mentioned earlier too that this Caribbean Rangers team is possibly it is a team in transition. You some very good young players coming through. There's a Caribbean under 21 eight title there a couple of seasons back. There's a that experienced core is still there. The likes of yourself, Seamus Hayes, James Fitzpatrick, and um, Brian Shanahan, and um, even with John O'Rourke into that experience kind of that core there who've been there for for so so long. So is it so important that the the experienced players like yourself and the fellas I mentioned that you help bring through this new this new generation of fellas to Ross. Yeah, look, it is, of course it is. And um there is a scenario in rural clubs where you know you don't have the high turnover of, of players that you might have in, in bigger um urban clubs. So I suppose the likes of myself and Seamus, they tend to try and get every last drop out of us. Um look Seamus is suspended for Sunday which is which is unfortunate um, but we still have, like you said we still have Fitzy and, and Brian Shan and Jono and Thomas O'Rourke and, and a few other guys who've been who've been there quite a while as well so um, look it's the nature of, of every team um, we've had like some of the older fellas have probably had struggles with, with injury um, and that kind of thing which you know has made things difficult Um but I think we're all fit now in terms of the few guys, you know, I, I missed the Arrow game with suspension and I was, you know, carrying an injury into the Newstown game, but hopefully the body's okay now. Um, but um, we we need to go out and, you know, set the tone for, for the younger lads to come on board. But look, they are, they are starting to show what they can do as well. Um, so like, like you mentioned, the under 21 team, um, and winning at under 21 was great. It was a big boost for the club. But I think those guys are starting to, to step up to senior level because there is a big gap between under 21 and senior. And there's a big gap in, in standard. And they're starting to, to make that progression. And there's new players coming in and making it making an impact. And um, you know, if we can get if we can get the older guys and the younger guys both firing, then then hopefully we can get the result. And one of those more experienced cohort over the last couple of years was Declan Hayes, who's now he's crossed the other side of the white line. He's the obviously he's, he's the manager at Calgary Rangers right now. It's been a baptism of fire for Declan in some ways because it's such a tough group again, just like last year. This West Cork group of dating the Premier Senior Football Championship, and if anything, it's actually even more difficult this year with Era O coming up out of the Senior A Football with huge momentum behind them after winning that final um, a, a couple of months ago. And there we are, first game up. Um, Era O, their first game up is against Rossbeck against Bandon, in Bandon, sorry, a couple of weeks ago. Like you said, you, you set out that game, you were suspended, but what were the positives that Ross could take from that game, even though you lost by six points? Um, I suppose the positives, like I said, is that there's there's new guys come, coming in and making their mark in senior championship. But even besides the under-21s, there's the likes of John Hadnett, who's um, started in both of the games, scored a great goal against Aerog and played really well for, for long parts in, against Nussestown. You know he's he's stepping up to the mark, and um, we were we were well in that game. You know, despite like you know we've had we had four kind of um, important players missing for that game, and we were only a point down with it with a few minutes to go against a good Aero team. In fairness, um, who finished the stronger and deserved their win, no doubt. But we were well in the game, and, and you know, like I said, some of the younger fellas and, and newer players. Um, are starting to make an impact, which is important because you know, like we said, um, 
some some of the older guys are definitely getting on in years. Um, Decky Decky's on the line for us now, and Decky was a, a brilliant player for us for a long time. You know, a superb underage player and who had a, a terrible injury um, early on in his career, but you know fought his way back and you know played for us then for for nearly two decades after after that and you know, won the whole lot with the team as well. Like so, um, you know, he's it's been a difficult job. There's no doubt about it. Um, like I said, we're not we're not quite at the same level we were four or five years ago, but they're starting to make their mark and. You know, the, I think the team has improved as the season has gone on. The performance have got better. Performances have got better. The results in the championship haven't gone our way yet, but we start. We're we're starting to feel like we are pulling it together and building something. And everyone who's in the squad now is is absolutely you know committed to it and 100 on board, and um, and that is crucial. So look, we we know. The goal at this stage is just to retain our senior status and um, the, the easiest way to do that is to, to get a win on Sunday. You can see the improvement from the first game to the second game. Like you're quite a lucky against Newcastle. They got a late winner at the time too and they got the winner that day. Just a point in it at the end. And that, that's a game that could have gone either way. So again, keeping, keeping it positive. There are positives that you can take from that game because it was so, so close against a, a seasoned dogger team like Newcastle. Yeah, and look, they beat us well the year before, you know. So the, the difference in performance in the twelve months was was stark. But you know, like it was a little bit frustrating having worked so hard because you know we had to make it into a bit of a, a battle with the fourteen men having worked so hard. We had great chances to win it and and a, and a chance to either draw or win it with the with the last kick of the game as well. Um, we didn't take it, and that, and that's part and parcel of the game. You know, you can do you can do ninety percent right, but um, putting it on the board is 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 the key point of it and uh, we didn't do it so there's no point in saying we did well there and not get a result on Sunday because if we end up with zero points you know we don't we don't deserve anything else but um, a relegation final if that's what if that's what happens so um, we can no complaints on, on the results we had our opportunities and we didn't take them uh, so it's it's about um, you know matching probably the work rate and the the effort that was there from the stone, but um, improving definitely up top a little more, and um, also probably, you know, we conceded a few too many scoreable frees in the last game, so that's another area that we want to we want to improve on. No roads lead now to the game against Castlebon on Sunday. How important, or, or or do you have to almost separate the colour of the opposition's jersey, considering it's Castlebon and the fierce rivalry you've had with them over the years? From the job to achieve at hand and not let the two get entangled. Is it, is it is it possible to do that, or is it the fact it's Castlehaven? Does that almost add to the add to this game on Sunday? Um, look, yeah, I, I suppose the, the rivalry is there. There's no point in, in shying away from it. Um, we've played each other very regularly in in the last 10, 12 years, and you know they would have had the upper hand uh, in the early days, and then. Probably we were starting to take over, um, winning the, the few games uh, in between before they got the better of us again last year. So look, what Castlehaven have been going very well. Went all went all the way to the to the county final. Could have won that county final if it weren't for goals at crucial times for Nemo, um, and have their two wins in the bag from this year. So they guaranteed progress. They'll be targeting the win to give them a, a chance of getting straight to a semi final, um, which would I'm sure give their bodies a chance to to recover. So look. It's it's a huge game on its own merits, no matter who who is against. But the fact that it's you know a West Cork derby in West Cork with so much on the line, 
it definitely adds to it. And look, that's it's great from from a player's perspective and from a supporter's perspective and a neutral's perspective. I'm sure there'll be a, a good crowd in Lep, and um, you know, I'm I'm sure it'll be a no holds barred kind of game. There are a couple of certainties in West Cork sport, John. One is that the Skibreen Roars will more than likely bring home more than Olympic medals. One is that Phil Healy will, will run faster than any woman in, in Ireland. One is that Gavin Coombs will start for Munster. And another one is John Hayes will score for Cabra Rangers in the, in the county football championships. This is your 20th season at adult level, uh, John. And you keep coming back season after season after season. And with a piece of the star last year highlighting your score record. So what's the secret to this longevity? How come you keep coming back year after year? Um, well, look, I think the scoring rate has dropped now since that, since that article went out, but I'm going to put that down to between injuries and COVID and suspension. It was, I've missed a lot of football in the last couple of years, to be honest. Uh, it's been difficult to to get fit and stay fit and be on the pitch and stuff like that at different times. So um, I'm just hopeful. I'm just glad that, the, you know, hopefully the body will be okay for Sunday and I'll get a chance to go and play. Um, and look, I need to do I need to do better. You know, I only got two points from freeze against... New Stone, even though it was probably a, a low scoring tight game and I was playing further up the pitch but still I need to get scores on the board and uh, I'll be trying to do that the next day but this longevity is down to just uh, loving the game I think really to be honest um, you know I love going training I, I love playing uh, with Ross um, you know there's there's kind of I've been involved for so long and um, been going for so long. I was very lucky for, with injuries. The last couple of years have been a bit more difficult, but I, it's just kind of a case of I'll keep going as long as I can, as long as the body will let me. Um, even though I'm starting to struggle a little bit more, you know, I'm still I'm 36. I, I still have a bit of time. It's just that I've been a long time on the road, I suppose, with the teams. But um, I think the simple thing is love of the game and love of going down training and being part of the club and being part of the team and being part of the squad and wanting, you know, wanting to help the team do well. I think that's probably the simple uh, secret behind longevity, I suppose. I think I need to update that piece. I was just looking at it here and that was July last year, brought it out and you'd played 93 championship games at that stage. So not too long, you were closing in on 100 champion, championship games, which is an, an incredible record. But that's almost like kind of that. It brings us back to why... Why our clubs are so important to us, you know, kind of, I presume you want to play with Ross as long as you're fit and able to. Yeah, I do. Yeah, 100%. And um, look, I've, I've been involved in some of the underage teams and obviously got, you know, an opportunity to, to help with the, the Cork senior football team um, this year as well. But uh, there's nothing, there's nothing to beat playing. And um, like I said, the last year or two have been a bit more difficult. Uh, I've missed more games in the last two or three years than I probably missed in the previous, you know, entirety of my career. Um, but I, you know, when this year, when the dust settles on this year, you know, I'll probably just take a little bit of a break. But, you know, try and start training, do my gym work and, and do a little bit to keep the body taking over. And then next year, um, I think it'll probably... We, we like to call it the Kevin McMahon approach now where you, you just don't go back for the you don't you don't go back for the slogging in the winter and all that. You kinda of leave that to everyone else and you just come back when the weather gets nice in the middle of the summer and you know, something like that. And and that's the way that's the way you have to approach it when you get older. There's no point in doing 10, 12 months of, of hard slogging and all that kind of thing. There's there's just no need for it. But yeah, as long as the body is willing and you know I have something to offer and that um that the the management want me, I'll I'll keep going. You just mentioned there, John, obviously you're involved as a sector in the Cork Senior Football Management team under Ronan McCarthy this season, just gone. 
Um, how was that experience for you? And just talk me through as well, you're, you're, you're wanting to get involved in the coaching side of the game. Um, yeah, so look, I suppose the opportunity kind of came up just before Christmas last year. And um, it's probably one the call I was necessarily expecting, really, you know. Um, I've, I've had a bit of uh, experience just with helping out with the under-21s at home. But um, Rowan got in touch and said, look, uh, we think you have something to bring to the setup. And we're looking for a kind of a new voice and maybe someone younger, was, you know, that was involved in inter-county football not that long ago. So, you know, he asked me would I consider it. And, I, and look, at first, to be honest, I wasn't sure because, you know, I'm still playing. And I, I, I thought uh, trying to do both might be too difficult. Um, but then, you know, I sat down with Decky actually, and we went through and he said, look, it's a huge opportunity, a huge learning opportunity. And just the way the way things were at the time with, with lockdowns, we kind of, around Christmas, I think we all knew we were going back into the lockdown, um, into a more severe lockdown. And at the time, the GA was, you know, uh, elite status under level five and was supposed to go back in, in, in January and all the rest. Um, that didn't happen. So it got pushed out to April and then, you know, went through until the, until the Munster final. Um, it was, you know, it was brilliant experiences, huge learning curve just to, just to see the dedication that's required from the other side of it. Obviously, you know, as a player, I kind of had a good idea of what, what was involved and everything else, but there's, there's so much extra work, you know, in terms of video work and watching, watching back training sessions, watching back, games and watching opposition games and the, the time involved is huge you know the, it is it is it is a full-time job I think really at this stage even just to be a selector you know I think even in a lockdown it, it was great to have it during the lockdown but you still could have put down 30 to 40 hours in a week if you know and that was only with three collective training sessions maybe a zoom session on a Monday and then you know the videos and probably management meetings making up the rest so it, it was a huge um learning opportunity for me which is why I took it I probably always took it with the idea that it was a you know it was a kind of a unique year with the, it was the split season which was supposed to be January until uh, June and then the clubs taking over they overlapped for a little while there in in May and June which which was tough going but um you know uh, I think like I said as a as a learning experience it was it was of huge benefit to me um, and the interest in coaching yeah look it's something even as a, even as a player I'd be quite vocal when we're training and everything about how you know things can be done better and um, you know I'm not shy in letting people know um, what I think so uh, it's something I probably will look to get involved in more down the line and um, again like I said coming towards towards the end of my career whether that's whether I've one more year or two more years or three more years you know, if I can get a little bit more experience um, further down the ranks, you know, I, I think I would have said to would have said to the guys afterward after the the season finished up, just that look, I think it was a brilliant opportunity for me. But I think the best thing for me, you know, at this stage is maybe go like back the ranks and learn my trade a little bit before before I go back in. And obviously, there's going to be a new management team there anyway, so you know, I I, I hope there I hope they'll be successful. Whoever gets uh, whoever gets the nod. That search for the new management team is ongoing at the moment. Hopefully we'll have white smoke sooner rather than later. But you're in a great position too, John, to almost tell us where you think Cork football, this Cork football team is right now. Obviously, the Munster final against Kerry was very disappointing, the, the final result. Um, but after a very encouraging open quarter, 
how close or what is this what would this Cork football team need to do to bridge the gap the gap to the Tyrones and the Dublins and the Mayos and, and, and the Kerry? Is it as simple as getting back up to Division One first and getting those those regular games against high class, high caliber opposition, or is, is there more Cork football needs to do to to put themselves back in the conversation? Um, yeah, look, I mean, if, if someone knew the answer, I mean, they'd be a very rich man. There's no silver bullet solution. Um, but I think in terms of where we stand and where we are, we're in Division 2 and um, consolidation in Division 2 for this season is, is still very important. You know, it, it is Division 2. Like a lot of people make a lot of talk about Division 1 and all this, and it is important to get back there in the next uh, couple of years. It is. But at the moment, Division 2 is still a good standard. You've got good teams down there. Um, like, so, you know, you, this year you had Kildare, um, Clare and Westmead in our group, and they're all decent teams. And then you've Armagh coming down and those teams. Uh, Mayo were there this year. So there is, you know, there's good good teams and good standard in Division 2. Um, so con- consolidation in Division 2 is very important this year. Not to be sucked on. We were in a relegation match this year. You don't want to be, you don't want to be down there. You want to be, you know, winning the majority of your games and pu- pushing for promotion in Division 2. And then you need to take that to the championship. Like, obviously, it's the championship this year. You know, we got the win against Limerick. And like you, like you mentioned, we got a good start against Kerry. And then, you know, when we were five points up, uh, I mean, I look back, I, I mean, I look back at the first half of the game, but in that 15 minutes before half time, we had six, maybe seven very kind of basic turnovers, whether they were, you know, poor kick passes or good opportunities for shots to hit the post. And every time we did that, Kerry went down and, and punished us and then ended up with a big league goal being the kind of the critical point. And, I, you know, we probably should have gone in ahead at halftime, but instead we went in, you know, five points down. And you know, once the start of the second half, I think we had another chance where Keane Kiley had a shot that went up in the air and Kerry went down, buried in the back of the net, and it was just a free-for-all. And there's no better team in the country then, especially against Cork, to, to put the the boot to the neck after that so look I, I don't think 22 points is a is a fair reflection of where we stand uh, in terms of how far we're off it um, I think what Cork need to do just specifically looking at the senior team is young players have been blooded some some of the younger players that have come through the likes of Sean Meehan hopefully Cahill Maguire will come back and, and, and be fit and you know Brian Hartnett this year as well a few other guys those guys have been blooded Merge them with the, the under 20s that are coming through. So, hopefully, someone like Connor Corbett can, can come into the setup um, and add it. So, you know, you've got the, the bit of talent there, the younger fellas, um, and you need to keep just, you know, three or four of the, the older guys, like Sabian McGuire, maybe Brian Hurley, Michael Hurley, these guys, uh, keep them on board so that you're, those guys are showing them what, what it means and what it takes to be, uh, be an inter county senior footballer as well. So, Look, um, I think consolidation in Division 2 for this season and obviously an improved championship showing with a view to getting back into Division 1 in the next two to three years. Because, look, we are we were down in Division 3 last, last year. We're in Division 2 at the moment. That's where we stand. We're in somewhere around 10th or 12th in the, in the pecking order. We need to start getting back up. And, it, you know, obviously the grassroots is a part of that. But just the senior, senior setup at the moment, it's the positive I would take is that some younger players have been blooded and you know they'll have another season under their belts and um, hopefully like I said with the under 20s and those guys coming through that the graph will go upwards and, and that's what we all want to see with, with Cork 
Well, ahead, everyone. Congress, obviously, GA Congress coming up soon. One of the, the big issues, the big debates will be around the proposed changes to the structures of the All Ireland Senior Football Championship. So, there's two options um, proposal A and proposal B um, up for debate. And option A, it involves the redrawing of the provincial borders to create four groups of eight teams. For proposal B, which is the one that the players seem to be leaning towards, is would tie the league and championship performances together. Um, have you had a chance to look at the proposals that have been put out there, John? And what are your thoughts on, on, on either, or would you have a preferred one? Um, out of those two, I, I think option B is the is the is the better proposal. I think most players are on, on board with that. Um, I think I saw a good article in the Examiner last last week. I think it was Larry Ryan had a, a very good article, and you know, just um, kind of a bit of tongue-in-cheek talking about how every GA correspondent in the country is required to put forward a, a solution to championship um, at least once a year or something like that. But he also kind of, he mentioned, you know, maybe that maybe that there's an easy solution here in terms of putting the provincial championships out first and then having the league and championship and a knockout championship just running concurrently in the summer. Um, so it's not far off that would proposal B, I suppose. So um, out of those two, I'd definitely go for proposal B. I, I think, you know, when we were chatting beforehand, the worst thing they can do is, is go backwards and take the status quo. I, I didn't think the Super 8s worked because I think the feeling was that Super 8s in and themselves are okay, but the rest of the season before that was almost um, a bit of much ado about nothing because everyone was going, let's, you know, let's wait until the big teams get to Super 8 and where they get there. And it's almost even, I thought it was too late in the championship to be bringing in a round, round robin system anyway. You know, when you have eight teams left um, to have that many games to get down to just four, you know, I didn't see the, a lot of merit in it. So um, I've looked at it and I suppose like like a lot of GA people, you'd be kind of tired of looking at the different proposals and hearing about different proposals and stuff like that. You just want to see change at, at eventually um and look as i said out of those two options i think proposal b would give more competitive games and more summer games and i like the home and away aspect of you know having championship games home and away um because you know it's something i've always thought about that you know if there was home and away championships first of all there'd be a great buzz around it but it also gives you know some of the bigger teams going to the likes you know you know some of the places, the tougher places to go, whether it's Cork going up to Armagh or something like that. You know, there's great challenges and great games and might be great occasions that we haven't seen before in the GAA. Um, so, yeah, I think out of those proposal be, and we, we definitely do need a change. One of the obstacles, John, is almost with the provincial championships, like they've served us well for so, so long. But at this stage, they just look outdated. You know, kind of um, something needs to be done just to shake this up a bit and revamp the, the football championship. Which you're right, when you're putting the Super 8s at the tail end of a championship, when you think of, of any sports, um, a sport, the group stage you need to start and you go knock out, knock out in. But the Super 8s is almost the reverse of that. But let's take it back to the, the provincials for a second. Um, they've lost their luster. Well, that's what, that's, what, that's what I think over the last couple of years, kind of. You've seen attendances fall at, at, at provincial championships. They're, they're not what they were. So there's a chance here to almost, like I said, there, reshake it and just come up with something new and exciting just to grab the attention of players first, but fans too, and just give us something exciting to look forward to for the next couple of years. Well, that's it. Look, and the provincial systems, they're, look, they're a byproduct of an old of an old system. And also they, they started to lose their luster as soon as the back door came in. You know, I think that was when they started to lose the, the appeal. Um, 
So, you know, I, I think biting the bullet on the provincials is crucial. And the bottom line with provincial systems, it's it's not equitable. It's not the same for everyone, you know. Um, it's different for every province and the amount of games and how competitive those games are and everything else like that. So there's always that argument about, so what, whatever system you come up with you'd like to see it that it's the same for everyone and everyone's playing the same amount of games and there's no debate about who's played more games and who's waiting the longest for the next round and, and all the rest of it so you know a, a league format followed by a knockout you know it's tried and trusted pretty much in every sport across the world so um, and like you know we we've we've had pre-season competitions in the provinces you know which don't hold a lot of appeal whereas if maybe no provincial championship, even if it's a warm up, if it's held, you know, in March and April, and you know it's kind of these guys are really preparing for the business of a of a serious championship, it'll still have a bit of a, an appeal. One will never have the appeal of the old provincial championships, but like you said, I, I think they've lost their luster a long time ago. As soon as I think as soon as backdoor came in, you know, it devalued them a little bit anyway. So that's after the week's final Congress. We see how that works out. But on the pitch, it's all about Kirby Rangers and Castlehaven on Sunday. And like the best look, John, there. Hope it works out for you. Yeah. So thanks, Billy Gare. We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car, or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And Kieran, obviously, this week's sports section is going to be chock full of previews of the two championships that we mentioned, reviews of the Hurling Championship weekend just gone. Anything else you want to point readers toward? I just want to clap ourselves on the back for a second, Jack, and hail the power of the Southern Star. Like we know, like people say we're boys, that um, when we say the Southern Star is a class on, on its own, but it is, it really is, because not only do we produce, produce the best local sports section, I think, in the country, but we can also find missing GAA Cups. And last week, Southern Star, we did a piece looking for the, the Dick Barrett Shield that had been on the missing list for the last couple of years uh, with a piece of the paper. We also put it out on Twitter and lo and behold, the shield has been found and thanks to the Southern Star. And I had a lovely email um, thanking us, thanking the Southern Star for our invaluable assistance in locating the Dick Barrett shield, which was found in Middleton. How we got there is another story entirely, but here we go. This is the Southern Star. Do what we do best, not only top class sports section, but if you're missing a GA shield, a cup, Actually, any sport cup whatsoever, if you want it found, just get in contact with the Southern Star and we'll find it. Because if we go back a couple of years, Jack, the Little Nora Cup, which is a um, really important local um, Carby Junior football trophy with missing, the call out the Southern Star, lo and behold, it was found. So we have a 100% hit rate in finding missing sports cups and memorabilia so I just want to say well done Team Star but like I said there's loads going on in this week's sports section we've got all the action from a very busy Hurling weekend huge football football weekend coming up as well we have an interview with Johnny Kelly who picked up his West Cork Sports Star Award um, last week the West Cork League is kicking off this weekend and John McCarthy is looking to hit what promises to be another exciting campaign so as usual it's chock-a-block it's packed and it's well worth picking up 
Thursday morning. Yeah, and if you can't make it to a shop Thursday morning, don't be shy about going online and clicking www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and subscribing to our wonderful e-edition, which you can read on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week. Now, Kieran, for the first time since we launched this wonderful sporting podcast, we're going to be taking a short break from our duties on the Star Sport Podcast because for the first time since I've been with the Southern Star, you're actually taking an extended holiday and as soon as you return, I'm taking a much needed extended holiday. So we're going to take two weeks off from the podcast, I think, hopefully no more than that. And when we return, it's going to be better and bigger than ever, hopefully. But just to tell the listeners, Kieran, where are you actually going on your extended break? Any big plans in play or are you just going to kick back and keep an eye on all the sport that's going on around West Cork and the wider world? I'm going to kick back and watch American pickers back to back for 24 hours for two weeks solid. That's my plan. So, um, of course, yeah, I've taken a break from the podcast for a couple of weeks, but it's going to want people want it more and more and more. Like, can you imagine like going without something that you look forward to every Tuesday? There's people right across West Cork in the country are saying, when are these two lads coming out with their ramblings? And we're going to take that away from them for two weeks. So I can guarantee in a couple of weeks' time, they'll be, they'll be clamoring for the podcast to come back. And like you said, we'll... We'll be back for the, the business end of the GA season. We'll be heading through to the knockout stages. We'll have interviews with the people that matter, catching up on all, all the actions. So we'll we'll be back before long. So it's just a it's just just a, just a short break. Well, for the first time in years, I get two weeks off check. I actually don't know what to do with myself. Um it's been so long since I've had two weeks off together. So I'm open to any advice, tips. Usually I'm only it's only one week I get off, and as soon as I, I switch off, I'm back in again. But I'll be um, sipping pina coladas in a, at home on Friday night watching the Late Late Show, so I don't think it gets more exotic than that. Ah, that sounds extremely depressing, but I wish you well in your pina colada drinking Late Late Show watching time off. But for now, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time in two weeks. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do subscribe, give us five stars, then we'll know that we definitely need to come back. Slán Tomlin.